What's going on, everybody? This is episode 18 of Brother from Another's podcast, coming live from West Palm Beach. I would say this is episode 18.5 in a way, you know what I'm saying? Because we, uh, you know, we had a, a, a rough draft, I would say, you know, and uh, and we, we had a special guest this time. We had a great conversation. I was honestly disappointed that uh, we were unable to post our conversation, but uh, I went back and salvaged what I could, took some notes, and uh, we're going to get into some of those topics, but we're here to just, you know, three homies here to have a conversation. And uh, without further ado, let me introduce I'm myself. I am Nick Santiago and you are you're Lucas. Are you sure? OK. And this time we have another guest. I don't know what number guest this is, but no, no, more than four. We're up there. Five or six. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. We have another special guest. He is a close friend of ours, a childhood friend, family, a brother from another. You know what I'm saying? Um, he's a great man. He's a busy man. He's out here in these streets, but in a positive manner. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm going to let him introduce himself, sir. <laughs> Jonathan Ojo uh, The homies Like I said You knew me for 10 years Like these boys do uh, You can call me John John uh, That's kind of my childhood name Growing up Once again Go way back um, Played basketball College athlete um, going, Doing a lot of things now In the community uh, Biology major So environmental enthusiast uh, Coach and train basketball Got my hands on a lot of projects uh, So I'm just happy to be here Yes, sir. Thank you for coming through, bro. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm saying this. This part, some parts of this are gonna be like a little rhetorical. It's gonna but, be a repeat. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. But that's for the second take. That's for the people. <laughs> that's for the people. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I appreciate you coming through again, especially and um, doing this again. And uh, we're going. You know, we're gonna kick back and we'll hit up some topics. You know, I definitely want the people to hear your uh, your story. And everything you got to say. He's here for the mules. And he's here for the special mules. Yes, sir. You know the I'm mules saying? got me hooked. My second one today, we feeling good. <laughs> we feeling good. It's going to be a great conversation. You're going to have to do two takes of this, you know what I'm saying? Just so the file, the file don't overload again. Four different takes. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, uh, it's, I had an idea of, I'm always thinking of people to come through. And um, when we were talking to Joa on the TalkBox episode, your name came up because we were talking about artists and music and um and seeing artists from their 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 infantile stages I guess or their beginning of their careers and then seeing them blow up and then Joel brought you up saying that uh you had put them onto the weekend cuz the weekend came up and I was like yes man John John is uh always on top of the music always and uh I definitely would love to have him on to talk about that but then uh even more you're not you're more than just like the music you you have a lot of stuff going on and uh and especially ta- thinking of the conversation we had a couple of days ago um you have a lot of good and in and positive information and a lot of motivational stuff to uh to give out so to our listeners and 
and to anyone really anyone that's uh you're involved with so uh it's gonna be it's gonna be good you know what i'm saying I didn't know what you're saying. lucas knows what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah yeah so let's get let's start with the music we started with music so um forget it doesn't matter what what are you listening to now? We talked about you know you said uh, Detroit yeah, as well. So <laughs> a lot of a lot of Detroit rap, a lot of down south rap. Uh, as I reiterated, kind of last time we did this, uh, I like music that makes me feel something. Yes, um, I feel like that's a big influence on me. Um, and I don't have to directly relate. Obviously, you know I'm not I'm not a murderer. Uh, <laughs> I did a lot of stuff. I mean, half of them probably didn't do all the stuff they rap I mean, about, he anyways. He'd be murdering people. Yeah, like, you know goes on saying? the court, like, though. I'm on the court. Yeah, okay, there you go. Yeah. You're a different type of murderer. Yeah, some, some on the court murders. That's, that's <laughs> different. But, I mean, as we call it pain music, uh, I feel like a lot of things that artists rap where you can feel kind of their emotions in the song and it translates to the, to the listeners. Uh, I love music like that. Um, the Detroit sound, uh, as I reiterated, has grown on me. Uh, I love the use of the organs. I love the use of the pianos. The saxophone is my favorite instrument in songs. So mm-hmm. I'm all about the little smooth jazz hook. Uh, that's why I've always liked Cole and Wale and players like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But so you like D- Masego and. Oh, come on, man. And, uh, Xavier Omar. Come on, bro. Yeah, oh, yeah. obviously. I'm, man. I'm hip on that. Uh, hip on that. Terrace Martin. Oh, my gosh. Oof, He's bro. one of my favorites. Yes. And one of my favorites because of his producing style. Yes. Right? And it's, he drops, and I don't, I'm not big on a lot of people like instrumentals and stuff like that. I'm not big on just listening to instrumentals unless okay. like I'm studying or something like that. That's when I yeah. put on some smooth jazz. Some lo-fi. But he always drops the little packs okay. of instrumentals. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I literally wow. just play them on, on repeat just all the way through. Yeah, man. Hmm. I think the first song I heard from him... Uh, what was the album called? I think it was Oh Three Chord Fold. Yes, and yes. it was uh, so good, bro. Uh, it was so Triangle good. Ship. Yeah, and then it was Angel. And Angel has Angel has you, no lyrics. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's literally just the beat, and it's just You're my angel. Yeah, and I promise you, I played that song flip, yeah. probably like a hundred times in a week, bro. A hundred oh, times, and I was so like, good. I don't know why I like this it's song so, so good. much. It's so good. I was like, but but I knew then. I was like, yeah, bro, his producing style is different. Mm-hmm. So as I said, man, music that makes you feel something. Um. And people that are listening, he's done a lot of stuff for Kendrick. A lot of like the he's from California, so he's done a lot of stuff for like Ty Dollar Sign, yeah, and Kendrick and the whole TDE camp. And he plays a sax, he produces. So uh, man, he's been multi talented. But uh, yeah, man, Terrace Martin's a real deal. Yeah, bro. You know so, what I'm saying so. Yeah, people like that, man. Like I said, I really adopt the <clears throat> Detroit sound. Uh, as I said last time, same thing. All they talk about is. Scamming, selling drugs, and, and killing people. <laughs> but I don't know why they make it sound so glamorous. I tell my homies every time. And I, I always play in the whip. So my friends are always like, oh, like, who's that? Like, who's that? I'm like, listen, like, I've never, you know, like Rick Ross. Like, artist makes, you know, luxur- lux- luxurious music. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I'm rich when I listen to Rick Ross. Right. I can have zero in my bank account. Yo, but Rick Ross will make thing. me feel like a millionaire. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with them. I feel like I can accomplish anything. Like, yeah. I, I go from, from 50 on the highway to I'm doing 85. And I feel like I'm on hey, a mission. Know. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You don't even notice yeah, it. Yeah, so the songs just motivate you. And I, I just feel like, like I said, that's important for me with music. Like, mumble rap is cool. Mumble rap gets you hype. But, like, I like music that the lyrics speak to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can get with the beat. I'll know within the first 20 seconds of a song if I'm feeling it or not. Always. Right. You think because they have, they probably have that that hustler mentality, right? Especially someone like Rick Ross. And I'm not sure. You you named a few of the Detroit artists, but I haven't heard of, I haven't heard their music. But, uh. That hustler mentality, you know, it definitely translates through the music and on your own personal grind, you know, it this just gets you going to like get through your day and do what you gotta do to 
on your your hustle, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I I feel like it's also demographic. Um and that's the reason why I like Florida music cuz I relate, I can relate to it. Mm-hmm. But like Detroit has such a rich history um of just the people of what they've gone through. Man, Even yeah. just think about the flip the, city, the flip yeah. crisis, you know what I'm saying? Like they've been through so much. And like I said, it always a once very prosperous city. Exactly, you can always yeah. tell like a city's history through the music, and mm-hmm. I always pay attention to things like that. And I feel like people don't ever uh, think about stuff like that. But that's why, like Florida music, you can always tell Florida artists. You can listen to a song for five seconds. Within five seconds, they're gonna talk about something from Florida. Yeah, it's the same thing with Detroit. Like they have a rough upbringing, um, and it just speaks through the music. And so, just somebody with a similar background or whatever can always feel that. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, like, you know, what I'm saying like it kind of speaks because you can tell a lot about the city. You can tell about how they were brought up and they all rap about the same thing. So you can tell like there's a common theme between right. if you live in Detroit, like you're going through one of these few things. Mm. So I always appreciate that. Um, yeah. It makes me think of uh, Kenny Beats. He's a producer. I don't know oh, if you yeah. heard Kenny Of course. Yeah, yeah. He was talking to oh, Rick man. Rubin. <laughs> yeah. He does a lot of stuff for Smino. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, Smino. So what I think Smino. That thing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Lucas, you got to stop that. <laughs> I remember you posted in his album, yeah, Black Swan. Man, Smino, that's another topic. I was in St. Louis because he's from St. Louis. Yes. I saw him when I was in undergrad. No Random way. before he blew up. Yeah, another another artist I saw. Yo. Yeah, man. And I was telling people, I was like, yo, like this dude, and it's, it was Real bad because deal, I was always talking so bad about St. Louis. So, because I just, I was like, I hate this city, like whatever. But my friends will probably hear this and get so mad at me because they're all from St. Louis. But I remember saying like, yo, like this artist is like, this artist is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. so amazing. His wordplay is insane, Oh, my bro. goodness, insane. man. So amazing. And it's how he represents the city. And he wears it on his back. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so, yeah, it was always a big he, thing for me. He's a good follow on Twitter. Oh, yeah. You know, he's hilarious. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. And, like, the the, the stuff that he says, like, people, people like, quote his, his lyrics mm-hmm. as a tweet. And he'll be like, where you heard that from? Yeah, I never said that. <laughs> you got that country grammar. He just yeah, messing yeah. up what he says. <laughs> Man, he his wordplay, his I don't I wouldn't call him a rapper or a singer. You know, like he he blends those two so much and uh man, he he yeah, he's one of my top artists for sure. When I heard Black Swan, it's one like there's there's oh always gosh, an occasion where something man. comes along where it really just like it attracts you. It sticks Wild to Irish you. Roses probably gets played at yes. least once a day. Really, at like, least like, yeah. once a day. Man. I try not to overplay like my favorites. You I overplay the hell out of my music. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Nowadays, all I do is my recently played on Apple Music. I just shuffle it. Okay. Like so, I'm listening to the same probably hundred songs, mm-hmm. and then when new albums come out and they go on recently <laughs> played, yeah. and then they turn into the rotation. But yeah, no, some things are just timeless, and I feel like like his tracks are so. Like and even like his old stuff. Like I listen to so much of his old stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like Black Jupiter. Oh my gosh, yeah. man! Like, yeah, he's an everyday type of person. Some artists, yes, yeah, I always yeah. break down my categorical Certain music. Moves, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, like some. Sometimes I want to hear, you know, what I call murder music, where I'm just, you know, what I'm saying, I might be angry. I There's might be a lot of dirty feeling violent. Yeah, <laughs> so, like I said, some young boy. You know what I'm saying? But uh, other days, you know, I want to hear some smooth R and B. Other days, I want to hear different things. But certain categories, just everyday type of. You know what I'm saying? Music. Like, they just fit the category of just every day, no matter what mood, you can feel something with it. Mm-hmm. And he definitely is on that category. Yeah, he's definitely, uh, man, I could go on and I'm, 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 Noir was okay. It was good. I liked a lot of songs on Noir. I like a lot of songs, but it, right. it just didn't hit the same as, as Black Swan. So I'm definitely, 
He did his thing on on the Dreamers, Revenge of the Dreamers. Yeah, sessions, that was a great you know? album, right? That was a good album, all the way through, even the deluxe. That was a yeah, that was a that was a solid album. So uh, I'm 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 interested in what he does with with his what he's got coming up. Um, so you say Detroit and South Florida is what is what you're listening to a lot? Yes, sir. I mean, this put, is typical... give me some, give me some names, give me some. Put me on to some stuff, you know, because oh, I feel man. like. South Florida, we had a little run a little bit of some popular, you know, people that came up quick, such as XXX and 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 um, Denzel Pump. Curry and Little Pump and these sound. Oh, like, don't like, don't name Little Pump in the category. This, I don't this, count him. We don't, <laughs> we don't count him. That's not as Smoke Perp. Nah, this, yeah, nope, the SoundCloud him, era. Can, no, no. I mean, I, you see what's happened to their careers. Kind yeah, of. I listen to more of the like I said, the Pootie, the Glock Nine. Um, I told you guys last time there's an artist who's in the league, um, Bake, um, his little brother's 350 Heme. They're from Tallahassee out of Polk County and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Um, a lot of mood music. Um, same thing came from Humble Beginnings. Uh, a lot of them got put on now, so you can kind of feel in their songs. Um, it's just all relatable. Like I said, if you grew up here, there's certain things that are stapled, whether it's gold teeth or... Old school Chevys yeah, or, or whatever, you know what I'm dreads, saying? Like you can certain dread style. You can feel certain things, yeah. like you know what I'm saying? Like you hear Dade just, County dreads. Yeah, you hear random shout outs. They're talking about you feel me the the corner store on 45th, and you're like, oh shoot, oh, like yeah. I know where that's at. Like so, <laughs> but yeah, man, a lot of them, a lot of Rod Wave, um, Rod Wave, obviously Kodak's a staple. Yes, um, I mean, glad he's out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but there's a lot of. I staples. hope he stays out, man. He, uh, some people just talented. like jail. That's what I always say. Some people just like jail, man. Some man. people got the wrong people around him too. Institutionalized. That's yeah. what uh, Kendrick Lamar rapped about. On, yeah. on I think that he has an album called. That is what it's called. Institution. Yeah. Institution. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's... premonitions, man. People speak things into existence. Yeah, we ain't gonna right? talk about that though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could, but <laughs> um. So. Yeah, I, I had a few a few things I was going to talk about, and I'm looking up notes from our previous conversation. So, um, you said you were up in St. Louis, and and uh, and what was that for? Tell the people what was that for? Tell them about the experience of being up there. And so everything you learned from high school. Um, went to play college ball up there, West University. Shout out to the Lou. Um, crazy experience. And no, you hit it. For a number of reasons. What you said? I said even though you hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still hate it. I, but again, it's not so much a reflection of St. Louis. It's more of the Midwest. And I feel like my rep- like my experience was tarnished because I came from South Florida. In paradise. South Florida makes it makes the standard way too high. Like you can't go to other cities coming from South Florida unless you're from like Cali or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just because like everything from the nightlife um, to the cultural diversity um, to the like attractions and things to do. Did you go to the skating rink? Yeah, I went. I mean, I did a lot, but I was like, I was so bored. Um, like, and half of that was just me being an athlete and being in school and stuff like that. I didn't have time to do a lot of things. But when I wanted to, it was like, I don't want to do none of this stuff here. You know what I'm saying? And they still say, "Oh, you just didn't do enough. Like, you didn't get to experience." It. And I was like, honestly, there was nothing there. Like, I kind of wanted to do, but you couldn't um, go to the beach. There's no beach to just no, go to on your spare time. The or best thing we went to was this place called Fugitive Beach. It's a man-made beach. Really? And they had like sand, like they had like a little cliff you can jump off of. Like, it was fun. It was fun as hell. But that was like the closest thing. And mm-hmm. I was like two hours away from our school. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just being so far away from home in a completely different area in the Midwest where it's all hilly and woody and it was just different. But my experience was so much fun. Like, I, I honestly think that I did. 
so much in my experience was was top notch. Like, I mean, I feel like in college, if if you didn't almost go to jail, die, like all these things, like <laughs> I did all those things probably within freshman year. <laughs> so, so that tells you all there yeah. is. And even just uh, the impact on me, like as a man, like I feel like I grew so much just being away from home, having experienced everything on my own, um, having to figure myself out. Um, just the cultural significance of what I did when I was there, uh, when I was there through the Ferguson riots. Mm. So with Mike Brown being killed, all that stuff, we went to visit the site, blood on the street, everything, like wow. protests, school shut down, like everything, you know what I'm saying? And so St. Louis definitely did a lot for me. You feel me? Like just as a man growing up, my identity, my character, everything like that. So I wouldn't like... When I say I hate it, I just don't like the Midwest in terms of I just ne- would never live there. As in, fun, like, in terms of fun. Yeah, like yeah. I, I just don't see myself, would, I wouldn't see myself being there long term. Like when I graduated, like I probably could have stayed or even like for summers, like one summer would hit, me and my boy who stays in Miami, like we didn't even wait. <clears throat> we took our exam and we drove out of there. Yeah. <laughs> like, like same day, like 17 hours, we don't care, Ooh. like we're going home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just because South Florida set such a good precedent. So, there is a lot. Of, and you don't appreciate it until I guess you maybe get exactly. out. Exactly. You start really was. thinking about it. Exactly. So yeah. it was like, oh, like South Florida, like always played out. Like that's how I was in high school. Like, oh, right? everything got old. I went there and I was like, oh no, bring me back. Like, bring me back now. Like, <laughs> Especially I, you're, you're of age too. Yeah, you're, 20, yeah, like, you're 21. I, yeah, bring me back now. Yeah, so... <laughs> But yeah, like, like my, my college experience in St. Louis was amazing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I still got love for so many people there. Uh, I love my coaches. I love the friends I made. Like I said, I met my brothers there, like the best men of my wedding. Mm. But like I said, the culture was just such a culture shock for me. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't relate or immerse myself there because it's just so different. I can't relate to it at was all. Was it much less diverse there? Dude. South Florida is something different Bro, compared co- to the rest of the country. people don't understand that. Maybe New York is close, but and it's, it's similar. But. It was just so weird because, like, you know, when you living in South Florida, when you're from here, it's not just like you're black, you're white, you're Hispanic. Like, you identify yourself by, you know what I'm saying, your ethnicity too, like everything. So it's like, you know, I'm Haitian, I'm Jamaican, yeah. um, I'm Costa Rican, mm-hmm. I'm Brazilian. Like, there, you go there, you're black or you're white. Like, it was not. <laughs> so, yeah. and that no affects, people, people understand, yeah. like, that affects, like, everything from, like, the food you eat. Like, I remember because I, I cook a lot in college. Man, I used to have to go to like, like six different grocery stores to find plantains. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like things Damn. that you could come down here and and people are like, "What you are you making?" Seven like, Eleven. Oh, <laughs> you get some that, that's what I'm saying. Like, and it was just, it was so weird for me. Like we we went to go find uh, Jamaican food because we were craving Jamaican food, and it was this place and it was like buffet style. It was terrible, mm. and I was just like. You can tell who made it. I'm like, bro, like, what is going on with this people. place? Like, <laughs> it was not Jamaican people making I'm that. Like, bro, what is going on all this place? <laughs> so that obviously influenced why I said like I didn't like the place. One thing St. Louis has though is they have top two Chinese food in the nation. Okay, a hundred percent. Yeah, and I didn't believe it. And they were like, no, like, listen, like, and a hundred percent top two Chinese food in the country easily. Really? And they're like well renowned for that. But I was just like, oh no, like, y'all are gassing it, but not like a hundred percent. Hmm. But yeah, so it was definitely a culture shock in terms of just, like I said, like there was just so little diversity, like people there, a lot of them haven't like ventured out. So like I said, they don't know half of these things. Like, like I said, the cultural um, kind of percentages and just inclusion just wasn't there that much. So I just wasn't used to it. So it was kind of weird for me. You know what I'm saying? Did you experience any type of discrimination? Or oh my God. Other? Heck yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah. One thing I'll tell you about the Midwest, the Midwest is different yeah <laughs> different it's still out there there oh a hundred percent yeah a hundred percent and i mean and again like it was i feel like 
and this sounds kind of bad, but like I feel like in South Florida, uh, it's in your face. Like it's not even subtle. Like to a certain extent, like there, it was it was subtle, and so that kind of makes you a little bit more wary because it's mm. like you know what I'm saying, like because. South Florida people are kind of rude. Like in the Midwest, they're kind of friendly. Mm, so you can tell the difference. Yeah. yeah. Here, so it's just like, rude to everybody. But then, <laughs> exactly. So it's yeah. like, I, you don't like me. Like, that's cool. Like, I understand that. But there, it's like, you can, you know, be polite to me, but you really don't like me. Mm. Like, and it shows. And exactly. And so it was just, it was just weird. And you just kind of had to let it kind of show itself. Mm. But I mean, as we said, predominantly white area, yeah. um, Midwest, very, uh, how do I say it's Republican? Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> far, far Republican. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, and it was just, it was, it was very different. And you can tell because of how divided the city was. That was the one thing that I can easily say I noticed the most. I feel like here there's a lot of mixing in terms of just um, Social class, everything like that, but there was a very divided. Like mm. you're on one side of the fence, the areas are divided. And I knew because before I even went there, like for school, everybody I spoke to, which is weird, because I mean half these people I didn't know, like let's say I told people I was going to school in St. Louis, like the first thing they would say is, Hey, whoa, like be careful out there. Like, you mm. know what I'm saying? And I was I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, wow. well, I'm from South Florida, like whatever. Like, and well, East St. Louis. It's like a murder capital in the in the country. Really? Oh my goodness! I never heard that. And people, yeah, people don't know that. Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. No, 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 no. no. East St. Detroit, Louis, you know, East St. Louis is 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 rough. Like, hmm. and so even like me going there initially, I was like, dang, like you feel me? like what's this place they're talking about? And it's just crazy because obviously, like being a minority, being black, all that stuff. So we were there all the time. I got my hair cut out there. You know what I'm saying? Like you obviously like some of our teammates were from out there. And so you go there and you interact with those people and they're like, yeah, like they, like everybody outside don't like us. Like, and you can see kind of just the big divide and the way the city's divided. It's like a fine line. But like most cities, downtown is near the rough area. Mm-hmm. So that's where you see kind of the rough diversity. Mm-hmm. So you see kind of how they police those areas. Makes, yeah. You see how they kind of interact with those areas. You see kind of the heavy, um, the heavy presence, increased security, like all those things. And you see when you see the locals come out, how it looks. Like we went to the 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 white bars called like Ballpark Village, like right next to Bush Stadium. Mm-hmm. And then we went to, you know what I'm saying, like the black clubs, um, the marquee in East St. Louis. And I'm talking about they're like five minutes apart. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it's vastly different. Wow. <laughs> vastly different. So that it's was like just, that down here too. Yeah, but but down here it's a lot more mixed. Like I can go to pawn shop. Yeah. And I'm seeing people from everywhere. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I'm and seeing. Right next there, right down the street is O'Shea it, or something. Yeah, exactly. And you'll see people from all walks going there. Like, Banco's, Banco's has everybody. Yeah. Out, unless they discriminate at the door. But outside of that, like, they got everybody in there. But, mm-hmm. like, in St. Louis, it's a very vast. Like, you go to those white bars, it's 95% white, middle class, like, like, just like that. You know what I'm saying? And you go to the other places, and it's rare you might see any person that's white, mm. um, a few Hispanics in there. But normally those people either have a lot of friends who are minorities or go to HBCUs, everything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's just, it's crazy. Like, hmm. we, we, we take for granted, I guess, how. And, that, and we're that a little bit closer thing. here. Like, yeah, we're a little like bit people, more mixed and yeah, more familiar. People hang out a lot more. 
schools um, are more you know mixed definitely and that, even the public school system there is crazy how how like divided it is mm. and that's the other thing like i feel like down here i mean i guess it is the same down here but i mean you got like park vista and i was gonna high. say but down here like it's not even like where you go to high school was like it was like a sense of pride but up there it's a like it's a whole different world mm. like where you went to high school really is almost like something. your destiny. Like that's how they feel about it. Like I'm serious because I, I was asking people like you know like where you where did you go and and the schools are like they'll have um one school is called like McClure like they'll have McClure North and South like and but they're like two different schools. Wow. And it's like nah he went to South like and I'm like I'm like bro like that's not the same school like yeah. no <laughs> like no it, that's what I'm saying like, there's a lot of like differences that you kind of chalk up to the game but you're like that's super interesting yeah and you can tell how it manifests itself in the people how they grew up um their outlook on life their outlook on other people their outlook on the city everything so like i said a a, a city with such rich cultural history mm-hmm. um but like i said it was just so city. weird for me yeah like it was just so different i didn't understand it yeah it's a very old old city and and you take you don't think about that too but south florida is relatively young too like yeah Miami was the big city, but after that, you know, it, it, we're talking about seventies, sixties. It started yeah, to get exactly. really popular. It's like you know, it's pretty recent in our American history. So it's a lot of diversity. It's a I don't know. I like I I've grown to understand that South Florida is real, real diverse and interesting place to to grow up in, especially. And then for you to venture out and see yeah. the difference of that. Yeah. How was the the mike brown like seeing all that man that was honestly probably the most powerful thing or at least one of the most powerful things i've ever experienced and it wasn't so much visiting visiting was super powerful just because like i said like i feel like and even for people who saw it um online on the news i mean and and news are they're heavily favored you know what i'm saying like the news they portray a story they're slanted but going there and seeing firsthand, like I've never, I've never seen things like that in person. Like I mean, and I'm sure like you guys saw the news outlets. I mean, like you mm-hmm. saw the tanks on the street, like the militia, all that stuff. But I feel like it didn't, like it wouldn't have hit me the same if I wasn't there. But like seeing it there, mm. like seeing like the battle lines drawn, like all that stuff, like seeing it spill over to our school, like I was, I mean, I was speechless for for even a few days. Like, it was just one of those, like, wow. Like, it was surreal? Surreal. Uh, extremely surreal, man. Like, I was literally like, wow. Like, because, I mean, I'm hurting. Like, I'm hurting inside. Like, and again, like, it's not is like. It, is it because of the one incident or is it because of what it caused? Uh, it, it's been a built up. I mean, okay. it's more of the, but like I said, like, I feel like social media gives us kind of like a detached personality. And I call it. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, I. I call it like race trauma. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they kind of, you know, they feed it to us and it's so we don't get desensitized, but really it's building kind of callous in us, like as a people, you know what I'm saying? And so I feel like we've seen so many stories, heard of so many people, you know what I'm saying? But then, like I said, I feel like it didn't hit me. And I always say that I didn't hit me until I went to the site and saw the blood on the street, like fresh, like, you know what I'm saying? Cause again, like a life was lost mm-hmm. and you see the news, you see the stories and if you're sitting at home on your couch from another state, you're just like, dang, like another one. Like that hurts. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, ah, like, but then you're there and you're seeing the reaction. You're seeing the broken people like face to face. You're seeing the police reaction in their face. You're seeing 
the radical response and you're like they wouldn't do this for anybody else mm. you know what i'm saying you're seeing the angry shouting you're seeing the pepper spray you're seeing the dogs out like you're seeing it get real and you're just like wow like and i feel like that's what was so powerful and like i said it wasn't really the action more so the reaction yeah and how long i still remember how long it went on that was the other thing that was like striking to me how long it went on like this was this was a long affair like it wasn't just a all right, like we're gonna march all day. Like, no, like this was <laughs> weeks, like hmm. of being out there. Like I said, like they closed our school down. Like it flooded over to to our where we were at in Webster Groves. Like this was, and so you couldn't help but think about it. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't help but be impacted by it. But then you also could see the people who weren't impacted by it. And it made you angry. So hmm. it was it, it was definitely a tough situation to navigate, but definitely needed, obviously, because of what followed. And what still is happening now, yeah. and just knowing how to kind of maintain your emotions and being angry, but letting it be constructive instead of just letting yourself be wildly emotional out of control. Because that, I mean, that's what it was at first, like, and you can see that. Like I said, seeing a collective um, people who are emotional but out of control in terms of like they were just angry, like there wasn't a rational response. They didn't care for a rational response. There was no let's look for a, a solution, a peace, like. Like it's to like hell with fed that, up. yeah, yeah, fed like up. you know what I'm saying, and completely understandable. And so seeing that firsthand definitely impacted me, changed me, changed me. Um, definitely made me more angry. A lot of people say I'm angry now. I mean, mm-hmm. rightfully so, but um, definitely was a staple in you know how I feel now. I think without that, I probably would have been a little bit more desensitized to it. Mm. So it definitely helped me a lot. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Cause yeah, I mean, we've never we had. I forgot the gentleman's name, and that's gonna sound mad ignorant, but it happened here. Yeah, the in same, gardens. Uh, yeah, 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 similar thing. Mm-hmm. But still, like there was some reaction, but you don't really feel it, and maybe it's because of you know my my ethnicity or whatever, you know. But I don't feel the impact or whatever. And we had marches here recently for the other occurrence that happened somewhere else. You know, we yeah. had marches on 95 and all that. And that was, that was bizarre. That was crazy to see that. But it's just like, I know, I know some people that are, because it doesn't directly affect them. They, they like, don't believe it. And when all their information is coming from media, from, from big corporate media, it's like, there's like a loss, like they become um, numb to it or, a lack of empathy towards the situation and and that sucks because it is real and it maybe is not the story that's being told or or maybe is is definitely goes deeper than all that and i wanted to ask like after that situation were attention like were you did you feel those same things in the city after that or were people more friendlier uh, people treat you differently oh my goodness was it worse worse wow (laughs) worse i think situations like that make people on edge and as you said like i feel like um being naive is kind of the easy way out and ignorance is 100 percent bliss bliss in this country um and with the people and so and you can i mean you can see it now i mean with every new story that unfolds with every video I mean, the body cams nowadays, it's, it's, it's being caught in plain sight. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so it's, the narrative and the topic has changed from, you know, like, how could they do that? And we don't know what happened because there were no body cams to, oh, 
well, you saw that. He should have just resisted. He should have just laid the down. He should have just changes. done this. And so there's always an excuse in terms of, you know what I'm saying? And instead of just holding someone accountable, but it's because, I mean, that's just how the system was designed. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the history of man, the history of civilizations, you know, the military, the police, like they're always uh, a faction of the government. And so they're going to do everything in their power you to protect stick, them. Yeah, stick for it. And that's just other. how it goes. And so in St. Louis, as I said, because of demographics and everything, um, there were just a lot of a lot of people who were, again, they were seeing uh, the cries for help, but they were so fixated on the reaction. Like, these people are, are, are looting. These people are standing off against the police. How dare they? They only see the bad. This and this. And ignoring the fact that somebody was murdered in cold blood. Like, it wasn't... You know what I'm saying? Like, that was that was already out of their mind. Like, it was like, you know what? Like, once he passed, it was like, well, whatever. But now look what these people are doing to our town. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so it was it was definitely tense. Um, and so that year, it was my senior year, and I, I kneeled for the anthem the whole year. Mm. And even just that was insanely crazy. And not even from respect. Like, I, like nobody... And again, like I, I take pride in myself. Like nobody like threatened me or tried to touch me. Like that wasn't, it wasn't gonna go down like that. Mm-hmm. But even just seeing, and the I reaction, would make the point that do you, it was no, no. Uh, you could tell me, or you can say that it's like it's no disrespect towards the country itself. No, or that's what people. That's the, they like to say that. But you know what I'm saying. Once again, like I feel like that's such a scapegoat. Yeah. Um, and very divisive as well. Um, it's like a, it, it's like a, it's a play on emotions. Cause again, if I'm talking about innocent people getting murdered in the street and the action is kneeling during the national anthem, then I can ignore your whole argument and say, well, that's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. It's easy. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to, I don't have to hear the lie. You could give me a whole speech for 20 minutes. When I see you do that, <laughs> that's me. Like, I don't care what you just said. Like, that's, that's, that's terrible. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and I was very clear, and I'm so grateful that my teammates, my coach, my athletic director kind of gave me a platform um, to do that. And I had one teammate who was a freshman who kneeled with me. Um, but, I mean, everybody supported me in that. But even just, you know, uh, just the backlash and, you know, you, could, I mean, you hear things, you know what I'm saying? You hear the murmur and stuff like that. And my only goal was to shed light on something that I felt strongly about. Um, to open a co- uh, dialogue and conversation, and and even so, the whole year, I mean, nobody talked to me about it. Like they didn't, <laughs> they didn't, they didn't want to know. Like I, so I said, right. ignorance is a bliss. Like it wasn't like they were hoping to understand. Exactly, it was understanding. Just, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, like I said, I I did it proud. I did every game. I didn't care. Away home, whatever. Like. Because, like I said, that was a topic to me. It was nothing. Yeah, I want to. And like, again, like it was I said, nothing out of like. It's never disrespect f- because yeah. it's, it's not about the flag and like no offense to that gesture and that symbol, but like in the grand scheme of things and the reflection of what was going on, like that Let's, doesn't mean anything in terms of what the protest was about. And it was just choosing a protest during something that represents patriotism and the American way which people felt was unjust and not delivered to them as black people. We weren't getting the same American dream, the same respect, the same whatever people love about this country. And so, yeah. So that means the flag does not represent the same thing represents to others, to us. Mm-hmm. Cause we don't feel like we're treated in that way. Like I don't, I don't feel like I'm treated that way. So yeah, like it doesn't mean the same thing to me, but again, to the people who it means so much to, 
to them it's like i was <laughs> it's, it's it's like i was cursing in their face like yeah. you know what i'm saying like every time i kneeled it's as if i walked up to them and said you know what f you <laughs> like like mm-hmm. straight up and this is like and you couldn't rewire their brain to thinking outside of that because that's just how they were programmed to think. And I think that ties into exactly what I was trying to say. It was like the diversity. When you've only exposed to exactly. your type of people, like it broadens your mind. Your, your Exactly. What you experience with other cultures and other people. You're more understanding. You're more tolerable. You're more empathetic or of all that, you know. Very narrow-minded. Um, very wary in how they view other cultures and people. Um, obviously very easily swayed by the media's portrayal of those people, mm-hmm. um, which plays a big part in everything, which people don't understand. But I mean, half of this stuff is generational. Yeah. Can't help it. And America has progress, slow progress, but there is progress. Like you say, you still feel things, but you've also li- you also get to live a great life too. So, you know, like your life now is so much different than it could have been 60 years ago. Or, I was going to say, you know my, my, like, I have so many friends, parents, stuff like that, who, and they'll be the first one to tell you, and this is first generation. I mean, like, they pick cotton. Like, mm-hmm. This is, and people all, and that's the other thing. It's I not that like long ago. People always, that's, that's a deferment. Oh, well, uh, like, why, almost like, why are you still mad about that? And it's yeah, like, that was, that was 200. Like, yeah, like, why, it's like, why are you still mad about that? My grandma like, did it. Like what? And it's crazy because, and again, I don't, I don't do the whole, the whole um, struggle Olympics in terms of like, oh, I communities. Struggle like, yeah, like I don't, Play but the like victim. they don't do that about the Holocaust. Like you know what I'm saying, like they don't do that about other like genocide and things like that. But it's, for us, it's like, hey, forget about that. Like, what are you like? Why are you still hung up on that? But when it's, I mean, the Jews, first generation, like the Jews came up, you know, like a first generation, like bro, like, <laughs> you know, they're like, all right, screw y'all, I'm gonna get rich. Like sixty years old, like still, like can remember when they were younger, like doing things like that, like you know what I'm saying, like so, it's not far removed. Mm-hmm. But again, like that's just part of people don't want to have the guilt complex, I, and I understand that, like it's cool, but like who is that helping besides yourself? Yeah. So Juneteenth, what year was that? Oh shoot! I don't know off the top of my head. I think it was because that was, was the the like the official end of slavery, and a lot of people don't know about that. They think that slavery was done when Lincoln did the Emancipation Proclamation, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. Are you looking it up? It took, yes, sir. It, okay. It took years. It took years to get down to the South, mm. and the South was and part of the South was like, "Nah, I'm good." Until the war. June 19th, 1865. 1865. Okay. So same year. 1865. It took a while. It took a little while to get down there. For it to come into effect. Yeah, people didn't want to give up their way of life. Yeah. So, um, I guess I'll segue into a little bit. I mean, that was that was powerful. Oh, we never had, talked. Had we never had that type of conversation. Huh? Um, oh, you have something to say? I feel like, I feel like uh, that conversation that that people people don't want to have that conversation because it gets too, it gets too Definitely. dicey sometimes. Well, yeah, you have to kind of look at yourself. People want to fight. Like, I feel like people's um, opinions are all based on what they hear on Fox News, CNN, and even like just those. think about what we were taught in history. Like, yeah, think yeah. about the people who we were taught were heroes. Mm-hmm. Christopher Columbus, like all these people, like the kings and and queens of Spain and England, like. They yeah, were all in elementary capitalists school. and murderers. Like yeah. in elementary, in elementary school, they're like, "Oh, Christopher Columbus." We have like, a day, great, yeah. like you know what I'm saying. But 
and again, it's like kind of getting phased out now, but like, it, it, well, because people are becoming kind of wary and knowledgeable. But again, like, I would think so, the internet, yeah. So people have to rewire that whole thing about it. Like, if it's somebody take who time. grow up being a hero, it's happening right now. I have to be like, oh dang, like he really wasn't everything that I was taught about him wasn't true. He's actually kind of a bad person. Also, I'm gonna tell my kids that. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. And low key, I mean, I. For other people, like they're like, well, I relate to him. That's my descendants. That's this and this. These are my people. My, that's hard to be like. Well, <laughs> they're telling, they're telling your people. You know, your ancestors are murderers. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that they're not gonna own. People don't want to own up to that. Like, even it was wrong. But man, if you think about just, we have life. Life is pretty good. I think for the most part around the world. You know what I'm saying? There's not, no one's taking over other lands. You know what I'm saying? That like he came over here. And it was like it was different. It was a different world. I mean, I don't. We'll never know because we didn't. We can't live. We have some movie depictions and books and whatnot. But life was ruthless. People were living to forty years old. You know what I'm saying? Death. Death was not a as big of a thing as it is now. You know, it's not saying that they're right, but it was just a different time. And and maybe we none of us would be here if that. You can't erase history. It just well, is at, what it at, is. Look at Pocahontas. But how they teach us is Pocahontas true. is the movie. They they called the Indians savages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right in our face. But like, who do you think was actually the savages? The one how, who how came and colonized. Up, how you gonna pull up to someone else's <laughs> the house one who and came be like, and oh, mine now. But that's, and that's the problem with, and I feel like that's kind of been the emphasis and the shift. It's, it's happening. It's yeah. not like racism or thing like that. It's white supremacy, which that kind of goes back to kind of like the history of everything where it's, the people who get to tell the story, they get to make whoever they want the hero. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we live in America. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, obviously, all Americans are the heroes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Going back to the beginning of the time. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the Civil War, even if you read books about how the Civil War was and everything like that, like, they make it sound so, like, woohoo, like, hoorah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is this is the glorious time of American history when, like, like nah, that, bro, yeah. like... The Korean Wars and all those stuff, like, bro, those are bloody battles. Like, those are, you know what I'm saying? But Even the Civil War, they it had was like, the, the slave owners had their I'm own slaves though. And it was like, but, but those are, those are what got us here. Like, we, we needed those. Those were, those were times of bonding. And like I said, so that rich kind of American history has ingrained itself in people to where they can't even fathom that, you know what? Like, obviously, like, those stuff happened, but like, mm, like, those are some questionable things that we kind of need to revisit those or think about them in a different light. You know what I'm saying? And see how they can affect us in the future is no like and those then, are all then, necessary games like thing, uh they use the bible oh yeah as, don't get me started on because on they, white christians because there's a oh, yeah. there's a there's a part in the bible about obedience and and it goes children husbands wives and then slaves man the things they use christianity to justify is bad but they're like well there right. were slaves in the bible so what the things hmm. they use then that and that's scary it's just too. a yeah. classic case of oppressor versus oppressed exactly and it's, and it's, it's just that that Empower that, that concept yeah then and it's always going to be the same for anything it's kind of the same with into a very like less extreme scale but with a parent and a child you're going to tell a child what to do what's right or what's wrong and all that because they're you're the parent. You have yeah. the authority. You have all the power. You have all the power. So it is what it is, and yep. it is to a bigger scale with populations of people, oppressed versus oppressor. That's how it goes. And but now with the internet, I think it's it's much more 
visible. Everyone can see it happening. And like maybe back then they knew and the corporations, the, 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 the TV channels could depict how they wanted to show what's going on. But now everyone can see because everyone has a phone and there's a camera everywhere. Everyone can see what's actually going on. And that's all new to us too. So maybe we don't know how to necessarily handle that as a people, but I don't know. It's just, it's an interesting time the, because of the internet. I used to think about Gambino this stuff was on work. some stuff. He wasn't talking about that on his album because yeah. of the internet, but he was on to something like, yeah. because of the internet. <laughs> I would think about this stuff when I'm at work because I don't have nothing else to do. My dude's thinking about slavery. I think, at work, I think about all kinds of stuff. When I'm <laughs> Yo, he's like, having a rough day. <laughs> And he's spraying the plants. He's like, man, I don't know how they did it, yo. Because I hear, I hear something. I hear something on on Twitter, okay, or something. And I and I'll set that'll set my mood. Because if I'm on Twitter in the morning, that's it. That, that's what I'm thinking about. The, the and whole that's day. a that's a thing you have to like manage and yeah. navigate with. Like, so right, it, it what was am around, I going to expose myself to? It was around. Man, that's the time. a big deal now. It was right after George Floyd died. Yeah. Mm. So. So everyone was up in arms and and all that. So everyone has their opinion about what's going down. So I, I'm thinking, I'm hearing all this, all these different opinions. Some crazy over here, some crazy on the other side. So so I'm 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 thinking about everything they're saying, and I'm like, so how can you think about how do you think like that that way? Like it's so it's so extreme. Ground. It's so extreme. Mm-hmm. Like it's either oh we need to tear everything down. And get and restart, mm-hmm. or it's you need to stop doing that. There's no reason you should be out there doing all that stuff. Yeah, it's never like, oh, we need to look at what happened, why did it happen, who is responsible. Bro, self awareness is at an all time low. You're yeah. not gonna find people who are self aware. Nobody is going to think they contributed to a cause if it's outside of their scope. And mm-hmm. so, if a cop kills somebody. And I'm an average American at my house. But even if I'm another police officer, mm. I don't think that, like, I didn't do that. So why, like, why are you coming at me for? It's not, mm. I'm in that system so I can also have an effect on what happens or do something about it with my peers. It's, that's him. Or, again, I'm going to protect my coworker, which is pretty much what they are, and that whole loyalty kind of thing and... I'm going to ride for my guy, whatever, even though they're dead wrong. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and so like, you're not going to, like I said, I stopped that a long time ago. Like, I don't even try to prove people wrong. I don't try to claim my case. I don't try to tell you why this is important. Just like be the change you want to see. Exactly. I'm going to focus on me and my people. If you don't see it by now, after all this time in 2021, you're not going to see it. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. And people are like, well, that's wrong. Um, you know what I'm saying? That's a bad outlook. And I'm like, I mean, I understand that. And some people have the time to want to educate every single person they come across, but ignorance is so bliss, like you're not going to educate somebody who does not want to be educated on the subject. Yeah. And that has every single educational, you know, resource at their fingertips, but they can educate themselves. Mm-hmm. If they you want know what I'm to. saying? So it's like, I just don't, I, I feel like to so me, it's that, wasted yeah, energy. People, yeah, if it, it isn't directly affect them, they're not going to. I mean, well, I mean, we're you an think about it, like, culture. Why, why kind of would you? Like, what can I do? I mean, you be aware, right? But, I mean, it's not everyone's battle to fight, I guess. Like, just treat people with kindness. I guess that's it. Like, if you know this shit's going on, like, man, just treat everyone with respect and kindness. And in their minds, they probably think they do. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, it's like... We're all just human beings. 
I, I say this shit all the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This shit, would, I took a different I, turn I from the keep, other conversation. But right. Once you went there, it was, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was over. No, no but it's powerful to see, that, to see that in person, man. Like, I, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. You know I had a saying? few friends that went to the march on uh, I was there in Okeechobee. Palm Beach, too. Yeah, oh. I went to Palm Beach, and I went to the one in Miami, too, when I was down here last summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was on Okeechobee, and they went. They went from uh, yeah on the highway too. Yeah, and they went downtown, all the way on ninety five. Yep. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's crazy. They took over. Mm-hmm. I think they gave them like two lanes, and they just took over the whole street, mm-hmm. and then went on the ninety five. Yeah, took it over. Yeah, that's how I went. Uh, my homie actually was the one with the megaphone. Shout out, Gav. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was the one in front of that. Yeah, I had a couple of friends wow. with walking with him. They were just right there taking videos the whole time. Powerful stuff, man. And people don't think they may not make a direct change, but it does. It makes a statement and it's memorable. And you'll realize the impact or the what the incident caused. It, it made people, a large group of people, walk on I-95 and shut down traffic peacefully too, might we add. Like nothing happened. So it does mean something. I think it does. Um, it's not everyone's battle to fight. I think you can't, you can't, I don't think it's right to make people to make everyone or to expect everyone to fight every battle. If you don't feel uh, obliged or moved by it, then it's not your fight. If you feel like that's how I feel, you know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, you don't feel like I, because again, the the worst part is, yeah, the worst part is, you know what I'm saying? Um, people who are like, you know, fake with the cause, like, so you feel like you have to because everybody's doing it, like, yeah. Nobody wants that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you don't personally feel moved, like if it doesn't put a, a fire in your heart, like I would rather you just say, hey, I just don't feel that way. I don't see it. And, and hopefully someone will you know what I'm saying? educate you. Or and it lets everybody else who does handle it. Because that whole kind of false activism that was going on, like it was like, it was so detrimental to everything. Like it was mm-hmm. pointless. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hated the. It's those little things that people see, I hated and it, the, it, it turns the whole thing around. I was gonna say I hated the black squares thing on Instagram. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I was. To- I didn't know what. I didn't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? Bruh, I was I so sick. I didn't do it because <laughs> I'm just like, don't get me wrong. Like you feel empowered, and maybe in that moment you felt like you were. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you felt you obliged helping. to do that in solidarity. I'll say that's what I did, but I, it was I just felt- like. Like what now? <laughs> yeah, what, what I'm like I'm saying, I like you posted my, Black Square. Yeah. Like what now? I would say from my point of view, I did it. I felt obliged in a way. I'm like because okay, a lot of my friends of color, black friends, did yeah. it. So, and I am a a consumer or a I like black culture. I listen to rap music. Yeah, I listen to army music. I li- I watch basketball. I eat all the food. I I live. I have friends that are away. So I was like. I know, like, putting a square is not going to do anything, but I feel like if I am, if I can uh, use their culture or appreciate their culture or like their culture, you can show support. I can show support in yeah. some way. And, like, I don't, I, I have no, I don't discriminate. I don't, I'm not racist or any of that. So I feel like, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I don't have the fight against it. So I'm, I don't know. I just, I just, I put it on. I eventually took it off because I'm like, all right, this is and, it didn't and do that, anything. And that was my point, though. I was just like, I, and I, I and I was appreciative of people who felt obliged or like they needed to do it. But it was more so towards everybody who felt like they felt so strongly about it. And I was just like, 
Listen, it's not going to actually do something. You need to take that energy and do something constructive for your community. Like that's, that's, that's where the next step was. And so like my whole thought process was I'm waiting for that part. And so seeing everybody who posted black square and then went back to their normal lives. And it was just like, why? Like, like you could have just not done that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it was like, you you could have just. It wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Like you wouldn't have like, if I didn't see your black square, like I wouldn't have thought any different of you now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. it didn't. And maybe maybe, that was some people's fear. Like maybe my friend. And that's what, and that's exactly what it was. And that's why I was talking about, you know what I'm saying? Performative activism. Cause it was such like it was like a disease that just spread through, and it was yeah. just it, it could have social media could anything, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's I know people are watching my page right now. I know that they're gonna think away if I don't do this, so I'm just gonna do it. Yeah, and but with no thought behind it, and it was like that's not what's needed right now. I actually, I, yeah, I actually sat there. I'm like, do I need to do this? Should yeah, I do this? And, and I'm and, like, well, let me, well, this is why I'm gonna do it because you know of that reason. So exactly, and it was just like you know for people who did it without a thought behind and just. Kind of let it do that. Trendy, it's cool, and, and that's what I was saying. So when that whole wave died down, and people were just like, "Like, okay, now what?" And mm. it's because that's what happens. It's cycles of things like that. Yeah. But then nothing happens. Like nobody's, you know, what I'm saying, doing the grassroots work. Nobody's going to community organizers, helping out with the local nonprofits, seeing needs in their own community. It's just, you know, let me show that I care about this cause, and that's it. And that's how we do it. You know, we donate to funds. We just. We throw money at people because that's the easy thing to do. Like, you do whatever you want with it. We don't care about how they're using the money, which is why half of these funds are yes. embezzling. Yeah. You feel me? But, and, it, and that's, that's my problem with everything. You know what I'm saying? But, but yeah, so that last summer was rough because I was just like, oh, I was so annoyed because I was like, like we're, doing all, we're doing all the easy. Bit, yeah. We're doing all the easy things. You know what I'm saying? That institute mm. no real change. But meanwhile, I'm volunteering at Feeding South Florida every, I wanna ask you, every uh, Monday, yeah, and nobody's summer. there. You know what I'm saying? Like, none of my people are there, and it's just like, like I'd rather you not post the Black Square and do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just little things like that. So I want to ask you about your, like, your involvement in the community and what you do and where that came from and, and why you do it and how people can help. Yeah, so um, like I said, I feel like half of my my life at that college was just looking for ways to serve. Um, I got it from my mom. Um, easy slogan to say. Um, she started a nonprofit <laughs> when I graduated high school. Um, yeah, I get it from my mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, <laughs> that's what came to mind immediately. Uh, so yeah, started a nonprofit, two schools in Haiti, and so just seeing from the ground up just the real impact that that caused. And I, like I said, I feel like as people, especially in America, we think like our small. Uh, decisions can't really impact things, but just seeing how she legit changed the whole entire community with no resources, little money, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just so powerful for me. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we just have to do more. You know what I'm saying? So still involved with that. I'm on the board, um, brightinitiative.org. Um, see everything she's doing in Haiti. Amazing B-R-I-T, stuff. B-R-I-T. Yeah. B-R-I-T-E, uh, initiative.org. Um Two schools in Haiti, microloans project, community funding, um, health fairs, literally everything you can think of. Um, but just taking that to my own community in the United States. And so that's why I kind of started volunteering a lot, um, feeding South Florida, um, other friends who have parents with nonprofits, just kind of looking for needs to meet. Because if you look, there's a million needs in your own community. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and it goes beyond just the homeless people, you know, that are on the street. Like Florida, South Florida, especially West Palm Beach, has a lot of problems. And it's such an interesting place because there's, you know, the 1% live on Palm Beach Island and yeah. all those places. Right but then the right 
you know, 10 minutes away, you have extreme poverty. And so... Yeah, and even 1%. It's like 0.2%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the billionaires. The, yeah. the million yeah. billionaires. I work, I work for a lot of those people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And so people kind of see that and they're kind of like, oh, like... I mean, even like friends who come to visit, they're like, oh, you live in Palm Beach? Like, and I'm like, oh, no, no, no. There's two Palm Beaches. You <laughs> yes. know what I'm saying? Like, there's Riviera and then yeah, there's Palm there's, Beach there's Island. there's a vast difference. Yeah, there's and, the Palm Beach Drake was talking about. And yeah, then there's exactly. where everyone West else Palm was. Palm Beach spoiled rotten. Those aren't the same girls in my neighborhood. You feel me? Like, there's a whole you're different. talking about the one in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whole different ball but game. It's true, though. Um, but uh, yeah, so just finding needs in your own community, like whether it's, you know, there's a lot of kids in after school programs, a lot of kids. Um, with tutoring needs that needs mentors, so, you know what I'm saying? Just little things like that that might take a few hours out of your day a week, but it just can make such a big impact. And I, I have a lot of friends who that are doing amazing things, and so I kind of you know took after them, and I help every every single way I can. If anybody's doing anything, I don't care if I know you or not. It's just you know how can I help? Mm-hmm. Um, and just like I said, so having an impact in your own community first, because one. I feel like that garners kind of the recognition you need and the respect. And if you're active, you know, more things are going to come to you mm-hmm. in terms of that. I feel like when you see a change in your community, you can venture out. I feel like my community is West Palm Beach. My other community is Haiti. Um, but I couldn't, like, for example, like donating to all these big funds. Like, I would, I would feel phony because it's like I, I could have a direct impact on my community instead of donating to these big corporations or funds where nonprofit. Yeah, they're just distributing the funds however they see fit. You know what I'm saying? When it's like like I don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. But again, we're intrinsically motivated and selfish, which I understand. We get caught up in our own lives. But if everybody had that attitude, I feel like we would see such big drastic changes in our own community. Um and like I I was saying to my friend, I measure um like our culture success over um the lowest marginalized community. So like when they get access to resources that we all get, then mm-hmm. I feel like we did something. So, like when people in Belgrade, Pahokee, and Riviera have a level playing field in all of us, then we'll have made some progress. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of the way to look at it. Because, I mean, if you keep helping the upper class or whatever it is, people who are already well, like that's not really doing anything. Like we have to kind of reach back and help those people and put them on the same playing field and then we can kind of do something. And now we'll, make everything a lot better hmm. so um are there any organizations you said feeding south florida and those are that's what you work with frequently or just anywhere i see yeah. you out there during the the covid during covid was that feeding south florida yeah yeah okay. feeding south florida um home safe um united way uh a lot of places like that um they do a lot of good things um and again you don't even need to you know, organize things with them. You can organize things on your own. I mean, a lot of my friends and people, they just do stuff on their own, like independently. I mean... Or just literally, man, if you don't want to go even to that far, if you see someone in need, we talked about this a little bit on the podcast, man. If someone asks for help, if someone... It's in your daily life. If you see anyone... Like, exactly. And I feel like we see so... Little we bit. know so many people who are, you know, reaching out for help in indirect or direct ways Mental, we don't. Ment- mentally health, man. And if someone just... Anyway, man, it's little things anyway. like I said, like it could be, you know, job help. It could be we we all fell on hard times. You know what I'm saying? And so people who have the platform, who have the influence, I feel like it's so easy for us to get caught up in our position and think, well, yeah. I worked so hard to get here. Like, nah, like I'm not looking back. Like, you know what I'm saying? But that's so counterproductive because mm-hmm. somebody had to reach back for you. <laughs> yeah. And we Somebody don't think about you. that. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we feel so entitled. Like, yeah. like, oh, no, nah, like, we got here through straight hard work and nothing else. And it's like, no, like somebody reached back to help you. 
Like somebody probably put their neck out, you feel me, to give you an opportunity. Like somebody did something for you that you can pay forward. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like half the time during the summer, I went um with another nonprofit called the Burrito Project. And they just gave meals to um homeless at like John Prince Park, mm. um, Tent City, um, Bryant Park, things like that. Mm-hmm. And again, like, and I mean, we would go there and there would be over 50 to 100 people that rely on them, waiting for them. You know what I'm saying? And you could be an independent person um, until they needed permits and kick people out, like stuff like that. But like, yeah. you can make a difference however you want. But it's just, we don't really recognize those needs and see them until they're kind of staring in our face. Yeah. We get caught up in our own cycle in life. I always wondered why you needed a permit to help people out. Bro, it's crazy. Right? <laughs> it's certain things, ordinances and stuff like that are insane. But it's low, it's just for liability purposes. Let's say you feed somebody something bad and or it's through the city, whatever, so you can't sue them. Everybody's trying to save their own tail, which half of that stuff doesn't even go down like that. But they just don't want somebody to make a come up off of them, pretty much. You really think a homeless person got money to sue somebody? Hey, I mean, clearly it's happened before because that's why they're so scared of it. But mm-hmm. yeah. I don't understand it either. So something uh, kind of makes me think of a little bit is something we talked about the other day was... Um, Something that you're very passionate about is giving people their flowers while they can still smell them. Like as I was listening to the podcast we did, um, that stuck out. That's one of the things that stuck out to me a lot is like you make it a very important part. That's even just that is helping people indirectly, I guess. And maybe not physically helping them, but telling them or appreciating them now for what they've done or what they can do while they can still appreciate it instead of waiting and thinking it's too late and uh or even just encouraging people and uh yeah so you can expand on that that was something that i uh stuck with me and i even went out and 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 said that to a few people like that i haven't talked to or i haven't said something that i maybe want to say or shouldn't have, didn't haven't said and i was like you know what? i mean just shoot them a text and say i appreciate what you did or done for me. And uh, so you can expand on that. That's something that you're very passionate yeah, about. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we spoke about this last time, but I feel like that's, that only came for me, you know, after experiencing loss, you know what I'm saying? Like, I lost a couple of friends. Um, I lost good homies, things like that. And that's when it kind of dawned on me. And like I said, I'm not, especially as men, I feel like I'm not overly emotional. Um, I'm very nonchalant. I don't wear my emotions on the sleeve. Um, but like after kind of those time periods and things like that, when you go through things in life, it's like, man, like to hell with all that. You know what I'm saying? And so that kind of became a big emphasis because as I said, I feel like we have to celebrate people every day. You know what I'm saying? And, and we also don't understand the power people have just from having someone believe in them. Like I think about just myself and my upbringing, like half of the things, 80% of the things I accomplished was just from someone believing in me and telling me that I could do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it could have been just the exact person I needed. He could have been the only person who had told me that. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know if I would have gotten that from anybody else. And so I feel like I make a priority in my life to kind of, you know, empower all my friends because who knows what, what everybody's telling them. The world could be beating them down and you're the only positive voice in their life. I feel like we just don't, you just don't ever know. Mm-hmm. And so when it all comes down to, I would rather feel like I did everything in my power to make you feel like you can accomplish anything um, than, than the opposite. 
And like I said, I could be that one voice that helps you feel like you can get it done and you do. And so like the giving my flowers thing um, was just a big important emphasis for me, especially during COVID. Uh, we talked about last time, um, seeing all these celebrities pass, seeing Kobe pass, who was my idol, um, all these other things. It was just like, it was a really, a realize, a realization, you know, that I was like, you know what? Like, forget all that macho stuff. Um, forget all that not being sappy. Like, you know, everybody in my life who's a played part in, played a part in my life, I gotta let them know I love them. I'm rooting for them. Like everything they want to do, they can do. Like, and so that just kind of became a, a big part for me. Um, just in my character, definitely <laughs> increased my emotional maturity because like I said I'm not expressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not used to that. Like I said, my friends were texting me like, "Bro, like, are you okay? Like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like," and I was like, "No." Nah, like, I, I just a lot to of tell people you, will get that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I I appreciate you. Like, I love what you're doing. Um, I love how you're growing. And again, these are people that I've seen grow. I've known for, like I said, all my friends I've known for ten plus years, whatever it is. And so you've been with people for enough time. Like you've seen the growth and the stride that they made. You've seen the struggles. You've seen the low points. You've seen everything. And so everybody deserves to be celebrated in that aspect. And I feel like we don't do that enough. Mm-hmm. We're either caught up in our own lives or the way we view success also needs work because I'm like this as well. We view success as kind of just goal oriented. So we don't kind of give ourselves a pat on the back until we reach the goal instead of appreciating the steps steps on the way. Yeah. Which is like, why not? You know what I'm saying? Like those all deserve to be celebrated. Like I remember even just starting my master's and I was like, I'm not going to even, I couldn't even breathe a sigh of relief until I finished. And so every roadblock, COVID, I had to take an extra semester. Like I was so upset. And then my friend, my mom, and just like, like, why? Like you're making it through. You have great grades. Like, bro, like, (laughs) Like take a breath. Like you're okay. Yeah. Like you're doing great. You know Even what I'm deciding saying? to do yeah, a master's. Like, you know what like, I'm saying? Just, like you're doing great, but it's just so hard for us to see outside of ourselves and compliment ourselves. And so we all need that voice to tell us, hey, like you're you're doing well, keep going. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's how you give people their flowers. You know, every day, not just when they need it, not just when they're down and out. Cause we wait and by that point it's too it's long. Too late, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's too late. Yeah, man. Lucas, do you know any people you could do that to? Oh, I, I do that. I do that with a couple of people that I know. Yeah, because I feel like they they need some 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 kind of positivity in their life. Yeah, because there's a lot because, of negativity, man. Yeah, a lot of negativity in the world. Uh, and I feel like recently, a few people have been they've been absorbing it instead of kind of like dishing it out, blocking it out. The negativity, they've just been like soaking it all in. Keeping it in. Life gets heavy, man. Yeah, sometimes that's just it how it goes. I've seen it too often. Mm-hmm. Like it, like it, it kind of changes who they are a little bit. They go from they can go from being a happy person, outgoing to, oh, I don't want to leave my I don't want to leave my bed because mm-hmm. I got this to do, and every time I go out, something wrong happens. And those yeah, are the ones you need to love up on the most. That's what, I, yeah, Always. that's what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Man, mental health is such a big... Yeah. And we don't take it seriously big, enough. Big, 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 At all. And I think it's becoming even more and more important and prevalent. And you're seeing the effects of it more and more, for sure. What do you do to, to keep your, your mental health? Oh, man. Um, on the up. I feel like I... 
Well, first, the first thing was just finding out things you enjoy that bring you peace. We talked about this last time, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember we went to a whole conversation of, you know, when you have an off day, like, what do you naturally do? If you just woke up with no plans, what would you naturally gravitate towards? And, for example, for me, it's spending time in nature, going to the beach, is going to work out. Um, I've been watching TV shows, you know, listen to a lot of music, you know, be outdoors, um, be around my family, my friends, people who I adore. And finding that balance is just the first the first part, because if you have no center to go back to, then, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to be lost. Yeah, really, like really know yourself. Yeah, you have to kind of refocus. And, and, and people don't do that work first. And that's why they're always so scrambled and they feel like, you know, there are a million places at once. And so that's the first thing. And then knowing how to return there when you kind of been knocked off your pivot. I know the steps that I have to take when I'm annoyed, mm-hmm. if I have a bad day, like I, I literally know my process and it might take some time, but I know exactly what I got to do to get there, mm-hmm. how to block out the world, you know what I'm saying? And kind of bring myself back to be leveled. But it took a lot of work to get there. Yeah. You know what I'm Maturity saying? Maturity and yeah. going through experiences you, you mentioned last time, like you have to go through something. Oh my gosh, yeah. you got to go through something. I mean, and that's, and that's the problem with a lot of people. I feel like a lot of people just don't know themselves and they're not about themselves. And that's just such a dangerous place to be because... I want to blame... Yeah, and when the, the storm world. really hits, you have no idea what to do or how to react. And like I said, it's just it's such troubling times because you're going through life without, without a center to come back to. And so you end up kind of just wandering. And mm-hmm. so I'm just grateful that I had kind of my experiences uh, to return focus. Like I said, like when I, when I need my peace, you know, I'm, I'm at a park somewhere. I'm in nature. I'm kayaking. Yeah. Uh, I'm working out. I'm playing basketball. You know, I call my my close close friends. You know, like yo, like I don't care what we do. We just need to hang out today. Yeah. Because there's just certain people you can just be yourself around. They just bring out the natural good energy. You're always laughing with them. You can forget about the world. And so just little things like that. But I'm always you know taking time to get back to that. Never neglecting that. Um. Because it's a part of your being. Yeah. And I I and I feel like you and know you can we get caught up in. Yeah, we try to put down kind of those parts of ourselves that make us happy. It's like, for what? Like, there's no point of that. And so I'm always keeping close tabs on that. I know when I'm anxious. I know when my anxiety is acting up. I know when everything, I'm at wit's end with everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, like, woosah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I need to go back. Um, Whatever time I have off, I'm going to make time for X, Y, Z. I might block off the world. I might not respond to my texts. And I'm just going to focus on doing this, this, this. So for example, disconnect to reconnect. Yeah, with a my bit. like with my schedule, like my off days, like I hit up my boy, um, my boy Esco, and we we go fishing in the morning because that's just I don't have to look at my phone. Yeah, uh, I'm so immersed and I have such a great time. It's calming. It's soothing. in the moment. Um, I work out after, or I go play tennis. Um, I relax. I take a nap, watch some shows, and then by that point, I'm good. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's so natural to me that I just know. That's how yeah. I spend all my days off. Mm. And, but again, this came from years of me trying trial and error. And that's the other thing. People just got to try things. Just don't be scared to fail. Like just throw yourself into a million things and do whatever feels good to you at that moment. Mm-hmm. That's something we got into last time also was uh, being in your comfort zone. And even Lucas spoke on it from a personal, his own personal experience. And we all did just uh, how being in your comfort zone and, what getting out of it can do for you in terms of that, even just for your mental health or for any goal that you have yep. or just comfort zones, for, kill potential. Yeah. Uh, for your personal growth. And uh, you want to expand on 
what you yeah uh, you gotta you gotta re-say what you said because <laughs> you know some of your friends are listening and, and if they hear you say you never know you know what i'm saying yeah so i know especially at your age tabs on me, yeah. yeah your age is that too your age people are comfortable yeah because they ain't got no worries you know what i'm saying they probably still have the safety of the parents and right now they're just kind of riding the coattails of life but like i said life hits you fast mm-hmm. and it comes quick and so, yeah, you you go a little bit into that. Just what it looks like for you. Yeah. So, so I've been, um, I've been, I've been trying to get out of my comfort zone. Like doing the doing the whole podcast thing was was something big for me because I don't I don't like to like talk a whole lot. You know, I just take everything in. Yeah, we've noticed some other people. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so. Um, yeah, even even doing this, like, it's it's not a big deal. Like, I can talk to Nick for for hours, just saying all kinds of stuff. But like, talking to other people, talking in front of people, or talking about things that I I I don't really open up to a whole lot of people. Yeah, about either my problems or or stuff that's been going on. Because uh, growing up, I always thought that it was like a burden. Yeah, like I was putting a burden on somebody else. Yeah, that they didn't need to have. I would just keep it to myself. I wouldn't. I wouldn't look for help. I wouldn't. I just. I just try to deal with it myself because I knew. I knew other people were going through their own stuff. So I was like, "Why do? Why should I?" You don't want to inconvenience them. Yeah. Why should I put my my issues on them as well? They got their own stuff. So I always kept it in. So doing this last last episode it was just me and Nick, and I I said some stuff that. Uh, it felt like I was just talking to Nick, but I realized that I realized after I was like, "Well, I put that out in the yeah in the it, world." Yeah, it doesn't always have to be that in that circumstance, but it's good to just get it out. Yeah, 100%. It, it felt good. It felt Got good to, to get it bro. out. Got it, to. It felt real good to get it out. But um, this uh, that's that's pretty much the main thing I've been doing recently uh to get out of my comfort zone. Like, there's there's other things that I could probably do, but. Do you feel like you're Baby self-aware? Steps. Self-aware. Like, do you know yourself very well? Or do you feel like you're still getting to know yourself? I feel like I know myself pretty good. I don't think I knew myself very well until I was like 25 or 6. Really? Like very well, yeah. Really? I think I was very ignorant. I thought I I, I probably put myself on a, a little Pedestal? bit of a high horse sometimes, yeah. I, think I know, I that, know yeah. like, when, when I'm down, I know what I gotta do. Uh... When that's pretty much it, really. <laughs> when when uh, when I when I'm feeling in the dumpster, mm-hmm. I know what I got. I know what I can do to pick myself up. I know when I'm feeling uh, angry or like I'm about to put a hole through the wall. I know how to calm myself down because that was a big problem when I was growing up. Nick knows about that. <laughs> I used to I used to I used to rage out when I was young. I, I pretty much got that down packed, but it, it comes out. It comes out every now and then. But I figured out how to control it. I figured out how to get it back down to normal. But you know. do you know what things bring you the most joy? Um, yeah. What things you love? Yeah. Everything that, like that, that. That that took a while. That took a while to figure out what I like to do, what I would like to do. Like I always have something I would like to do. Um, 
places I would like to go. Yeah, we spoke. We spoke that last time, and I was telling you to go. Yeah, because you might as well. You're you're young now, but um. Oh, that was another thing. Well, that uh, you asked me. You had asked me, uh, what what I would like to do. Yeah, and I said travel, and and uh, you were like, well, why don't you go? And my my first the first thing I said was because I didn't I didn't want to go by myself. Yeah. Which is an opportunity to figure out about yourself. Like, yep. you, you, you stepped out of your parents' crib when you went to college. Yeah. So you were on your own. That's when I'm sure you found out. You 100%. You became very I had, self-aware. I had nothing but time with myself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And that's it. And that's when I fell in love with myself. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm comfortable to the point where I can do everything by myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm so comfortable in my own skin, in my own mind, that... You know what I'm saying? Like, nothing phases me in that aspect. And so, yeah, like I said, traveling by myself doesn't scare me. Um, I think I also got to the point where I've realized the important things in life, to me personally, are sharing things with others, though. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, I can spend... <laughs> like, people always say, oh, like, I'd love to be on an island by myself. Like, you could throw me on an island for myself, by myself, and I'd be fine. But after a certain amount of time, like, I would love to share it with my friends. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's what I found was the most important to me. Because there's things you think you want or things you think you like. And then you're like, you know what? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel the same. And so, yeah, like I said, I took the time to know myself. And that's when I kind of found out that I also, like, pretty much bringing others along with me. Like, they say, like, you make it to the top. Like, it's, it's lonely at the top. Some people are cool with that. I'm like, yeah, it's only at the top, but like, I want to bring my friends with me. Like, I can't, yeah. I can't enjoy success by myself. Like, I just, it just doesn't feel the same because I feel like, you know, if I only get to enjoy it, then like, what was the point? Like, you're I just, still gonna feel empty. Yeah, to a yeah sense, like, I just yeah. did it for me. Like, but if I got the blueprint, oh, everybody's getting a slice. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, why not? And mm-hmm. so, like, that's. But it took me once I said to know myself and know how I acted on my own. Yeah. Um, how I felt on my own. You know, like, did I really feel empty? Like, was I really alone? Because that feeling of being alone, like, and it manifests itself in different ways, but mm-hmm. that's I a mean, heavy feeling, I went bro. through that. I went through that. Uh, when did you go to New York? Uh, the beginning of the year. Like, the end of January. Yeah. I went through that around that time. Like, that's it. And people don't understand. Like, that's a heavy feeling. That was feeling. only five days. Yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah. Yeah, you're bugging. <laughs> 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 uh, it, it was it was for like a, a day or two. I was like, whoa. Yeah, I'm, it, I'm, it, it hit me. I was that's like, what whoa. I was gonna say like when you feel that, you're like, dang, like that's that's a heavy feeling, and you have to actually, wrestle with it. I was actually by myself. Like I moved out of my parents' house, but I always had Nick's always here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying and you and you got. I can always talk to Nick. You only get to deal with yourself. But yeah. but when he was gone, I was like, all right, I'm not gonna bother him while he's yeah, uh, exactly. he's on his trip. So and so I had a lot of me. time like that, mm-hmm. like like countless hours staying up, which is me and my thoughts wrestling. Like you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like life trajectory. Like you know the deepest darkest thoughts that I've never given thought because either I was scared of him, I just didn't want to address it, and I had no choice. And so you know what I'm saying? Having to wrestle with that and just. Giving me insight into myself, my actual fears, because I feel like we have all our, mm-hmm. you know. You ever like wrote down all your fears? So I did that once. Crazy. I have a lot of women who have told me about like journaling, and I just can't get into it. Yeah. Um. I'm just. I, I don't know if I'm just not disciplined enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do it sporadically. Yeah, that's what people say. Like, and I know it helps a lot of people. And I, eventually, I'll probably get into it, but I'm just. I'm. I'm just not there yet. 
but um but no so i my thoughts are just always just running wild sometimes and, like it's too much and so that's, I like to, and like, that's my point that yeah. i get overwhelmed yeah. <laughs> that's my problem so i let my mind while i get overwhelmed like, i don't write things down like i don't do things for clarity i don't bring any structure i kind of just let my thoughts free flow mm. which a lot of people can't handle yeah um people's anxiety gets really bad i kind of find a little balance i do that too um yeah but i mean so yeah like i said I that's like kind of work for me put it in an outlet somehow then it's just it's boring and that's why people you know have kind of creative mediums and outlets that they do yeah. to express things and uh, and that's like i said i was in i was in my bag one day <laughs> oh don't tell me you wrote something i was deep bro i wrote a whole song <laughs> oh shoot <laughs> You still got it? It's, of course. Yeah. Oh, next episode, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta preview <laughs> That's it. That's gonna be the intro. Yeah, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta preview it. Oh, was it baby. a rap or was it a song? You were singing on that thing? No, nah, I wasn't singing. If you were I singing, you was emotional. Yeah, I can't sing. I can't sing, but. It don't matter if you can sing. If it, if it was a, you know if it was a song. Yeah. If it was meant to be sang, then it was a song. You was emotional. No, nah, If you were rapping, wasn't. that means you was kind of like. You were trying to get some things off your chest. Yeah, that's what that's what it was. Oh, okay, then that's different. Like I, I was, I was, yeah, but I was in my bag though. So I, like, I was yeah, going, I was PJ going through. Yeah, you got to the song. I was going through. I was After. going through some, and out of nowhere, it was just like I just picked up my phone. and I just went. So Loki, I be doing that in my notes folder sometimes. Yeah. Like when I get thoughts, like, like journaling. Just randomly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm just not consistent with it. Like people are like, oh, wake up in the morning, um, oh, write yeah. three things oh, that you that's on your mind. I, I, I can't do that. I got when other it, outlets. So like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll journal if I'm feeling. I have a lot of thoughts which may cause anxiety, but like, if I feel like maybe physically anxious or whatever, I'll just go exercise. Exactly. Exercise. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll just go like to the beach, yeah. nature, and then I'm like, all right, it ain't. Yeah. Have time I let music be my outlet. Like I. Or music. Let's too. say I don't know what I'm feeling exactly. The song will lead you. Ooh, yeah. Immediately, that's so, boy. That's so true. Once, you, once you hear it, it's like, oh shoot. Yeah. Repeat the whole day. <laughs> yeah, man. Every single that's time, so true. bro. That's so true. Can't even imagine, bro. The amount of song, and that's that's why a lot of songs, like I said, are my favorites because they've just represented such like I couldn't put in the word. Like I always say, um, like J Cole too deep for the intro. I'm like that's yeah. the soundtrack to my life. I always say that. I know, like, bar for bar. Yeah. From the same, from, bro, I remember, from high I remember, school, like, <laughs> I, I always time. say that I'm like, dang, like, he was really right in my life on this oh, song, yeah. like, because it just hits you. Sometimes it hits that like, way, Like, whenever yeah. you're feeling some type of way, and you're like, dang, like, whatever bar it is, you're like, that's exactly how I'm feeling right now. Or mm-hmm. something just clicks, and you're like, yep, that's me. Like, that's where I'm at. Yeah, so like I said, music is always that outlet. Yes. Yeah, I remember yep. one time we were, we were driving on A1A at night, and I played that song. And he went the whole song all the way. Oh through. yeah, you know you're in that zone too. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Late night drive, my favorite boy. Oh yes, just you and the music. Have you, have you have you tried going on A1A? Oh yeah, that's my thing. Yeah, that's, that's why I, I want to bike all the time. <laughs> that's yeah. the only reason I want to bike. Like a I wanna, motorcycle bike. Yeah, yeah. but I want to ride down there and on my off days and just literally just go down A1A at yeah. night. The music. Oh yeah, I've done that at night. Oh, okay. Yeah, right by the mansions. That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Or during the day when it's sunny, put the window down. Yeah. Everything. I've done that from Palm Beach all the way. I've gone all the way to Miami. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like yeah. it's, really? it's therapy. Yeah. I actually I talk about this on Twitter. Like, playing music. Just it's chilling. therapeutic, bro. Yeah. Like I don't know, like and like I said, like I feel like people need therapy. Like I'm a big proponent of therapy. Yes. Like that's my therapy. <laughs> There's like, many that's forms. My, yeah. That's my form of therapy. Like that. Just I don't know what it does to me, but like it just messes with all this. All the, the neurons in my brain yeah. and just everything just clicks again and I'm like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, man. There's so many forms like 
Yeah, I'd be like, why am I listening to it? Why is this song hitting? And then you I'm feel like, me? You, yeah. You listen, you listen back, like maybe the next day, you're like, oh shit, man, I was really feeling like that. Yeah. I like to Straight put, up. I always put uh, my music on put on shuffle. So I get, I, in like, my car, yeah. I get in my car, shuffle, and always, it doesn't, it, it's always the first like five songs, something hits me hard. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, like this, it was meant, it was meant to. For me to go on this drive, <laughs> and this song was going to play always, never yeah. fails. I like to be my own DJ. Like, I just oh yeah, I, I about to say, I just be scrolling through. I'm like that one, and then I play it. I'm like, oh yeah, this is it. Half uh, half my days, I'm already rapping lyrics in my head, yeah. and so I already know what I want to listen to when I get into the car. And this is like, yeah, happens to me boom, too. Boom, 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 just like that. So I'm going through the list of uh, my notes. All right, real so to kind of get back on. What you were talking about with um, yeah. knowing your knowing rap, yourself, being self aware, and what brings you happiness, and um, what you, you have uh, athletic, you're you're a big appreciator of art. I wanted to say, and uh, we talked about how you find art in everything, such as in music, even in basketball, even in uh, you make art yourself in photography, um. Are you doing any of that at the current moment? Yeah. Are you working in any projects during your spare time? Um, yeah, actually I am. Um, I think it goes back to kind of what I said about things that bring you peace. Um, and even just how we look at art, I feel like it's more so representation of how we view the world. Um, going back, J. Cole is just clearly a staple. <laughs> um, just finding beauty in everything, in the madness. You know what I'm saying? Beauty in the struggle, as he said. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I... Oh look at that! You got the look at that! You got the crown on you. You got tatted on you. Yeah, he clearly stapling your life. Um, see, uh, is he your favorite artist? Oh, see, there not a goes. bad one. It's not a bad one. Shout out to Cole. Dang, your background yeah, too. Well, you a trifecta. You got the whole. You got the whole thing. He's all in. Um, but yeah, so I feel like I got to um just appreciate certain things just for the components that they. Um, that they take for the final project or the final product, um, just the process. Like I said, I feel like I can admire or break something down to all the steps, and I have admiration for every single step along the way. Um, and most people don't see things like that, but as you talked about, like music as an art form, I love art itself. Um, because I wasn't never na- never naturally gifted at art, mm-hmm. but I find such beauty in certain things in visual arts and people who draw. Um, people who compose and music, um, people who paint, people who do all these things. And so I can appreciate kind of their gift, their skill. Um, I can notice the step that they took and I can just love the final product. Um, as I said, with basketball and certain things, I feel like the way I view the game, um, it just appears to me as art. You know what I'm saying? The movements. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, again, I'm going to nerd out a little bit, but watching certain players, you know, when they play, like the players I grew up on, you know, Kobe, Allen Iverson, um, the players now, LeBron, KD, Kyrie, the movements, um, whether it be the crossovers into the shot, things like that from playing so long, like that, to me, that's art. It is. Like yeah. the ball movement, like that's art in its purest form. Like, I mean, my favorite videos are when they break it down and they show like the slow motion of teams doing... uh 
five, six passes before they get the perfect yeah. shot. And you're just like, oh my goodness, like chef's kiss. Back, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like back and forth. To man. me, it's just like that that's beautiful. Like, and so just finding beauty in the the randomest or weirdest of places. Uh, that's kind of just what kind of drives me, motivates me, and it shows me, you know, I can find beauty in my everyday life. And so that's why I kind of, like I said, may appreciate little things uh, when normally I'm goal-oriented and everything I do is more so now, you know, the steps of everything. Like, I even bringing back to my master's, it was like, oh, um, more so it was, dang, I'm not going to even appreciate myself until I graduate. And then it was like, dang, like, I took this, this, this class. You know what I'm saying? Like, the steps towards that was beautiful. I went on my master's field work in Costa Rica, played ball over there. Like, that's beautiful. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Came back, had uh, XYZ classes, went through this, learned this skill. Meanwhile, I'm juggling this. Like, that's beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. I thought I was going to pass this class. Like, I thought I was going to take me out. You know, I barely passed it. But the steps along the way, like, me struggling, like, the stress, like, at the end of the road is beautiful. It like, all meant something. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, now I'm on the cusp of graduation. I'm, like, looking back and I'm, like, dang. Like, that whole journey was art. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was something to appreciate. Uh, all the steps kind of meant something. They led to something. Um, they created something bigger, which is what art is. It's just strokes of paint on a canvas. Mm-hmm. Making a beat. You start exactly. with... You know what I'm saying? Note. You start with drum kicks. Oh, yeah. You know, you add the little small instruments. You add the cymbals. You add, you know what I'm saying, the sax. You add the little things. It starts But you don't know until you little. bring it together. And it's like, right, damn, it's beautiful. You, I, I, hey, listen! In my past life, I was a producer. I saw my brother all the time. Yeah, if, if it was, it was, if it was up to me, I would definitely be a producer. You're his marketing manager, though. Yeah, exactly. Be. Yeah, that's exactly what I need to do. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I feel that we grew up athletes, and art was never like a a thing. I never truly appreciated or or what it took i just like knew like i couldn't do it yep i never even tried i'm like i just naturally don't have this but um but as you get older and maybe when sports kind of subside or they're not the priority anymore and uh you realize and you start to see life the art and everything and everything that's created everything that's made has some art and just art in the natural world too yeah. you know just if you sit down and pay attention, like uh, all the animals and insects and flowers and and the water and the clouds, sometimes the sunsets and sunrises we have here, nature's the everything. greatest creator, man. Yeah, just everything. And just even if you look at the infrastructure that's built where we live, that's even art too. Like for all the city to connect and and all of it, it's it's an art, you know. And uh, you start to see things that way, and uh. And I took it back to like one of my passions, which has always been music too. And I was like, man, I was always drawn to the way producers made beats. I'm like, man, I want to, I want to do that. And seeing it firsthand, a friend of mine had the equipment and was doing it, and like to see him make a beat in front of my face, I was like, whoa, I gotta, I gotta try this. Yep. I gotta do this. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, just finding that alternative outlet and just sticking with it because you're probably gonna be bad. Unless you just, you know, God-given talent. You, you're probably going to be bad at the beginning, but, you know, you just keep doing it little by little, and the more you learn about it, the more you practice. Just the same as basketball when you started or baseball. You know, the more you, uh, you do it, the better you get, and the more you can appreciate it. So now when I listen to music, I see it differently, too. You 100%. Know? Yeah. yeah. When you see man, how it's made, 100%. when you see how it's made, it's like, dang, it makes you appreciate it 
to a to a different extent. But yeah, just the way that that uh, art can uh, bring joy to your life is a uh, is something that we should all like try to figure out and find in yeah, our, own, our own way. I appreciate how you uh, for the the beat last week that I made. You played the whole thing all the way through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tried to because someone else mentioned that they're like, "Oh, I didn't get my whole beat played." I was like, "All right, all right." Yeah, right. <laughs> I've let it, the whole thing ride out. <laughs> yeah, because usually in the in the beginning you play like like ten seconds and then you start talking. But yeah, because I figured this I, don't one, know, I was this like, one maybe the people. Whole thing. I don't know. We get bored or switch it off. Maybe they just hear music. They came for a podcast or something. That was my thinking in the beginning, but I was like, you know what? That's a cool aspect. I don't know if you know, John John, that every episode we have a different instrumental yeah. or song yeah, that y'all produced. Yeah. Yeah. We produce or some of our friends, like yeah. Joe Seam or our friends that collect intellect, um, whatever they made. So that's a cool aspect. And we had a, a producer from Chicago. She threw on a she was on we interviewed I, her I on Zoom. That episode yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and she put a beat and it was fire too so that's something cool and lucas going on beats too so um that's something we definitely like to do and uh appreciate you for listening bro we don't know it's funny because we don't know i feel like that's how it always is like, yeah you have you don't no know idea who, who the viewers are it's just yeah. like you're just hoping somebody's tapping in <laughs> yeah that's for just real. how it goes <laughs> until they see you see like we saw his friend at uh at the gym and he's like yeah i listened i listened to your first episode and we're like oh word, word, word. that's probably the best the worst one but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh appreciate you for listening you, you catch up though it's much better <laughs> but uh yeah and i like this is an art too for sure, just uh, talking to people. One hundred percent. Like he said, it's getting out of his comfort zone. And me too. I was, I was, I don't know, friendly, but also reserved too. But just finding different things or asking questions about like stuff about you. You know, what I'm saying like, or anyone that we interview, or just a sh- complete stranger. Is there's, there's an art to conversation itself. Yeah, you know sure. what I'm saying. Trying to connect with people is like a big thing. Um. Uh, I have some stuff I like. We could talk about uh, your mom's school. You touched on it a little bit. I definitely want to shed some light on that. You can give more of the a story of of that because that's that's very big and powerful. Thing. Yeah. Um. So, as I reiterated before, um, I graduated high school. She always had this dream. This was always her thing. Uh, she graduated um, from NYU education. My dad was also a teacher. Um. So she thought of the ways she can kind of build up. Her homeland in Haiti and education was obviously the primary uh, aspect which she could make a change. Um, Haiti, low infrastructure, uh, very corrupt, but education is a big need for them. Not very, not very many good schools, um, a lot of capital flight, which means that if they get a degree, they get it elsewhere. Let's say I want to mm. be in the medical field. I go to Dominican Republic, get my medical degree there, but I'm more inclined to work there because there's less opportunities in Haiti. So I don't ever come back and build back up my own homeland. I just go somewhere else and help. Um, so she used education as her outlet, started two schools. One was a um, public school um, to an area where there was no schools. Another was a private school. Um, and since then, this was founded in 2008. The school opened in 2009. Uh, started with like 50 students. Uh, has grown so much. It was like K through second. And she wanted the students to kind of grow through the school. So as they kind of increased in grade, she added more students. So now they're like seventh to eighth, like high school students. Um, she wants to build a college there. 
And it's just been so amazing how she's done it, uh, built through the community. So especially in Haiti and places like that, um, third world countries, you're not going to get anything done without the trust of the locals. Uh, and so she really made that an emphasis, um, really won them over, uh, teaches adult classes to the parents, um, has them involved in every step of the school. Um, and so she's had great success with that. Uh, the best literacy rates, um, I'm going to say in Haiti, I'm kind of gassing her a little bit. <laughs> but long story short, the national exam, which is a French exam, is very hard for students to kind of pass it. And she had pretty much like a hundred percent passing rate for wow. like the last I don't know how many years. Uh, so it's like I said, she definitely is a savant um, for craft. Um, does amazing things and always needs support. But she does micro loans on top of that through the community, um, health clinics, health fairs, um, just a million things. Just like I said, to build up the community and invest in them because I, as we talked about earlier, just. You can do a lot when people believe in you. And I feel like that's such a big thing with the youth and education, especially in a country like that. And so, yeah, uh, we already shouted out the the website and things like that so you can see what they're doing. But any kind of help is always uh, welcomed. Um, there's always a million fundraisers that I post and things like that. So mm-hmm. always welcome as well. But as I said, that she's an angel. And she's the one who kind of showed me that I could follow my dreams um, and do anything that I put my mind to and I have my heart in. And that, you know, she's such a God-fearing woman. Good example. And, yeah, because, like I said, we're not well off by any means. Um, we're not, we don't come from money. And even if she breaks a sweat and she's like, you know, I don't know how we're going to make it through this month. There were so many times where she didn't know how she was going to pay her teachers, feed the school, things like that. She was always like, you know what? I'm like, worry about it. God will provide this and this. And it always just works out in her favor. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what? Like, you're the one who keeps me you know, kind of intertwine with my faith because I have no idea how this, how God keeps blessing you. Mm-hmm. I literally can't quantify it. And that's kind of made my faith kind of go a little bit because it's like, I mean, you're, you're clearly just worthy. Like you're, you're an yeah. angel. Like you deserve every good thing that's coming towards you. And so that's just how it goes. Like karma is just working in your favor. And so it kind of motivates me. Like, you know what? Like do good. It will come back to you. You know what I'm saying? Like have your heart pure in the right place. It will come back to you. Because the way I've seen her bless, I can't deny anything. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, I can't, like, it's not chance. It's not anything that anybody else did. Like, nothing but her faith. Yeah, Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Ojo, man. I've always showed mad love. Always good energy. Always, always helping. And when, yeah. It's crazy. We used to get updates back when we used to go to church all the time. Of, like, what they were doing over there. So I've been kind of out of touch seeing but it's great to hear that she might even have a college like bro that's she, insane she has a million plans like i, I wouldn't believe this stuff i'm just like i'm listening to her <laughs> she has the floor plans for everything like everything drawn i'm just like you trying to do what <laughs> like i'm just like hey but you believe it yeah that's what i'm saying like i mean i'm like hey if anybody can do it you can so i don't doubt it let me know how i can help and let me stay out your way because you're on a mission such a great example to have i mean you see it definitely as a found its way into your life, you know, and everything that you're doing and done and uh, your your moral compass, you know, is definitely, you had good examples for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? I mean, 
I got notes. Uh, working for passion versus money. Oof. That's something we talked about. How people, you know, in a trap of. Yeah, that's a, that's a long you know conversation. Saying? I don't know if you got time for that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess we're, we're definitely going to have you back. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, anytime I mean, you need me, listen. Already we've done like a total of three hours. You yeah, know what I'm saying? listen. It's I know. Counting, counting the outtake. Yeah, this yeah, is, this is, is natural. Yeah, this is, this is easy. <laughs> and I definitely want to link up out of here, bro. It's been too long. Oh, sure. bro, like I said, now I know you guys live down here. We're Listen, close by. Yeah. I'm just going to knock on your door. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. You, got, you know, I'm just coming to the gate. I'm going to play the food and just, yeah, hey, yeah. what we do in the night? There's a game on, there's a fight on. For sure. 90% of the time, it's just us, man. We just we just chilling. I got Mario Kart. Yeah, we got video games. Hey, I haven't Smash played Bros. that in a minute. Oh, I'll kill you in Super Smash Bros. <laughs> oh, it's over. It's I'll, done, yo. I'll kill you. I'll kill you in Super Smash Bros. You can bet on that. <laughs> For sure, man. Yeah, and just like I would come out and play ball. I see you, you exercising on the beach and whatnot. Like I love your yeah, fitness, bro, and I definitely sure. need motivation to help because like doing it by yourself sometimes is like rough. Like yeah. but to have a group or someone else to be there with you, it helps. So yeah, for sure, hit me up. Okay, I honestly sold my PS4 or PS3, whatever it was, out of college. I haven't played games since. I know it's crazy. I used to be like a gaming junkie. <laughs> and then I got into the adult world and I was like, I don't have time yeah, for this. You don't have time and for so that. And so I haven't played 2K. So I probably suck now. So you'll probably kill me. I'm not going to lie to I you. I kill a lot of people in 2K. Yeah, you'll probably kill me. I'm still good. Like, I, <laughs> I just know in basketball, I can still play. But yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, like, meet me on the court, yeah, man. Yeah, like, I'm not going to lie. It's like, I'm cold like that when I haven't touched the game in legit probably like three years. So, yeah. yeah. So you'll probably, you'll probably torch me. I'm probably I'll, I'll still beat you in FIFA or something like that though. Oh, I haven't played yeah, FIFA. Yeah, see there it goes. That's why I, I always give you with that one. You give me like a month on 2K, though, I'll, kill, I'll cook you. That's all I need. I need a month. Yeah. If I come over here for like a month and play like a few times a week, I'll cook you. You just gotta get the timing right. Yeah, that's it. That's it. The shot. It's, it's, yeah. it's the same game. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, it's the same game. The rule, the NBA rules haven't changed. It's the same stuff. But uh, oh. You can watch the fights here too. Just uh, yeah, man. I'm, when come, I get y'all a fire stick, I'll definitely yeah. watch everything. Cause I mean, know, half of playing. them, well, the majority of them are free, anyways. Except the title fights. Yeah, exactly. But um, bro, just hit us up. We always here, and we love to hang out. You good company, and yeah, man. We just maybe you just want to slide through after work and have dinner and then slide out. It doesn't really matter, bro. That's my. I make that's you my a mule. That's my type of thing. <laughs> I might be making beats. He might be playing video games, but you y'all just come get the groceries. Through. I'll cook for y'all too. I, that's my. We talked about art. That's my other passion: yeah, cooking, culinary. I always see. I always see you cooking. Some I forgot good, about that. Some that's my thing too. right there, man. That's that's my like my mental kind of relapse kind of thing where I center myself because it is an art. Man. Brings me so much peace. Yeah, bro, you appreciate the food amazing, when you make it. And yeah. then it just it tastes better when you make it. And now. Me and my bro, we like we grow things in the garden, mm. and so now it's like it's even more. Yeah, like you're cooking with things that you grew like from scratch, so it just tastes so much better. Mm. So yeah, that's a big that's a big form of art for us as well. Show sure, man. So yeah, definitely hit us up, man. It's all love. Thank you for coming back again, doing this. It was great. We got into some good stuff, and Loki, this might have been better than the last one. Yeah, which was kind of hard. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I don't, I, it might have been better than the last one. That's that's great to hear, man. And I think we could do this many times. So we'll definitely have you back on. I appreciate it. I have fun. Lucas had fun. Yeah, I bet. Did you learn a little bit about yourself? Yeah. 
<laughs> he gave some notes. I was gonna say like you have the file of the older one, mm-hmm. other one. Definitely listen back to what we were all saying. But I mean, you always listen to it when we post it. But mm-hmm. listen to yourself too, because you said some stuff. Because you were talking about yourself in that one. So like, listen back to what you said about yourself, and evaluate that. You know what I'm saying? And then they can kind of put you because one of the questions he asked you was like, where do you see yourself in five years or whatever? And you didn't really know. Yeah. So maybe that'll like some things to ruminate while you're at work to to <laughs> to think about, you know what I'm saying? And you can get a head start, you know what I'm saying? I was yeah, a, I'll, I'll admit I was a late bloomer with a lot of this say, stuff. Yeah, you don't know? ever start too late, man. It's never yeah. too late. If I would have known now what I knew back at 19, 2021. Einstein's 2020. I would have been freaking sure. rich. Yeah. And not working. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. So don't Bitcoin. ever think it's too early. <laughs> don't get me started, dog. Yeah. I had like two Bitcoin when I was like at the end of college. Oh, My man. coworker put me on. And I don't remember what I needed it for. I think it was like just bills. And I was like, man, this stuff ain't going nowhere. And I liquidated it. Oh, and I'm still sick to this day, bro. Still sick to this day. You be you think be about it. You got a hundred grand right now. Paid off easily. A hundred bands, yeah. bro. Oh God! <sighs> but that just shows how little the margin of error is for certain things, bro. Yeah, like it's just one decision in the market. Stuff like that. Stocks, you just don't know, just... bro. Like I'm big on stocks now, but I, 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 I uh. There's safe gambling, like if you go to a casino. That's what like, And then, yeah, it's, it's definitely a correlation between gambling and the stock market and all that type of Listen, stuff. Listen, I'm, I'm big on the stock market. I think it's going to get me some money. So. Oh, yes. <laughs> but I do my research like that, too. Like, it's been a process. Like, I've lost a lot of money. I've gained a lot of money. But I enjoy But again, it's, I, I like things that kind of bring me knowledge, um, things I can build upon. And so I got kind of put in the time and invested and, and thought about it. And like I said, it's kind of like another art form to me. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like you're you're building a skill that's knowledgeable, that will serve you well. Um, you're finding out what works, what doesn't work for you. I mean, I feel like half the people now they just trade on vibes because it's just and what's, what's hell trending. No. Yeah, like yeah. don't please don't do that, bro. Do your if you're listening out there, please don't do that. You will lose a lot of money. You feel me? But GameStop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you will lose a lot of money, bro. Like and so like learning that balance and just learning a lot about yourself. Cause I feel like I learned about my discipline. About my, you know what That's I'm saying? Another thing we talked about, like a lot. how much, how much risk I'm, willing I'm willing to, to take on. You know what I'm saying? Like little things like that. Like again, in the unlikeliest of forms, like it's just, oh, I like guess it's just stocks. But it's like no, like it's not just stocks. Like it teaches you a lot about yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, just like I said, there's less than everything. Being self-aware, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's less than everything. Like I'm always learning about myself, and it takes certain things to bring it out. But yeah, like that's just another thing. And so I appreciate things like that that I can learn something. Like life skills, and I can listen to them by myself. Mm-hmm. And make some dough. Exactly. <laughs> For sure, you got to put me on because I want to get into it. Those cold. Man, <laughs> got out of there too. <laughs> Forget that. <laughs> it went up to yeah. like 10 cents or something like that. Yeah, and then it dropped back down. I don't go on for the roller coasters. You take your profits. Always take profits. Don't yeah. let it sit. If it dips, you buy back in, but always take profits. That's what I've learned also. That's how I lost a lot of money. Take profits when you're high, all right? Don't be mad at something for continuing to go up. As long as you, you go out on a high, yeah, exactly. Don't a win greedy. is a win, bro. Don't get greedy. Yeah, yeah bro. Please don't be greedy. Oh, my goodness. You have to put me on, bro. You have to put me on because I'm trying to get hey, in there a little you bit. Heard, you heard about the one guy that has... Uh, 
what was it like twenty twenty three million dollars oh, worth yeah. of of Bitcoin and, and he could access it and he can't get into yeah. it. Sick. That's what you call like level five sick. Like, <laughs> like you're suicidal at that point. <laughs> yeah. Like what he do has, you do? And he has, has uh, three, he has like two or three guesses left on his on yeah, his password. Yeah. I'm not, and I'm not. I'm I'm trying one of them things and it's over with. Mm. Like it's, I'll wait, yeah. Yeah, bro. It'll hit like, me one day. Yeah, yeah. bro. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I can't do nothing about it. 20 yeah. million? Oh, no, 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 no. Nah. Shit. But it's sick that you even you can't even access that. Yeah. Like, this is not a forgot password. Thing. Yeah, bro. Like, they gave him, like, it's in the code to your that's email. That's set up, bro. Like, there's no way, bro. Like, come on, man. Yeah, they gave him, they gave him like 10,000 Bitcoin or something like that, like years and years ago, because yeah. he did some like advertising thing or something like that. So they just gave him 10,000. Like it, was, said, it was cheap. It was probably worth change. Life is funny that way. That's what I always say. And now, Either mm-hmm. he's not deserving of that blessing or something's going up with his life. He has to learn a lesson because <laughs> there's no way, bro. There's no way you're a password away from 23 million and you're not getting it. The universe is speaking to you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> there's no chance. <laughs> I'm keeping that password. I'm writing it down. I'm gonna tat it in my inner lip. Yeah, I'm, about I'm, to say, I'm getting it. I'm my getting it somewhere. My passwords. If anybody takes my phone and you unlock that bit, you got a lot of money on your hands. <laughs> Yo, you just let <laughs> <laughs> me get my phone. Let me get my phone. Let me get my phone. Oh man. Well, yeah. Once again, appreciate it, man. We're gonna wrap this up this time. We'll do yeah, it again. We're, we're ten minutes away from two hours. Yeah, oh, geez. it's the longest one. Yeah. We're getting good at this. We're gonna be on Jeez. Joe Rogan level soon. Yeah. Three, four hours, <laughs> twenty-four hours, and nobody's gonna listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I think I'm gonna throw uh, one of my beats on this episode. Yeah. So check it out. You know what I'm saying? If you ever come through and make an instrumental, we'll, we'll use one of yours on here, dude. We'll put a saxophone on for you. Yeah, yeah. that's all I need. Right there. <laughs> that's it. The only instrument for that sure. matters. And tell your brother he needs to get over here too. Yeah, get I a will. Baby, babysit and then tell actually, him. yeah, I'm gonna get him. He will be your next guest. All Mark right. my words, I'll get him on your for your next guest. All right, bet, bet, bet for sure. All right, man, I had to hold you up to that. Yeah, for sure, for real. Hold me accountable for, sure. for that. All right, cool. Um, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, you want to give out your handle? You want to? You don't care about that stuff? I mean, I, I don't, people. but it's whatever. Um, Instagram that kid. Ojo, O-D-J-O, um, mm-hmm. last name. Um, Twitter, kid underscore Ojo, O-D-J-O. Um, I don't really use Facebook, so don't follow me on there. <laughs> um, as I said, my mom's nonprofit is brightinitiative.org, uh, B-R-I-T-E, initiative.org. Um, so as I said, whatever you can do to help out, uh, we for appreciate sure. it. Uh, that's it. I'm going to put a link on, on in the description for her. Bet. Appreciate that. All right, y'all. Thank you for listening. Follow your heart. Stay smart. Don't sleep on my brain. <laughs> 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 <laughs>